your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and the Colorado Avalanche nine-game winning streak. Nine times they won. Nine. And then uh, Washington comes into town and plays a very good physical game against the Avs. Uh, they gave it a fight. You know, they're, you're down some players, aside from... Gabe Landeskog and Nazem Kadri, you gave some guys the night off, maybe banged up a little bit. You gave them the night off, but no excuses. And uh, it was a hard fought game and the Avs are on the losing side of it. Three to two. Kyle and I will discuss all of that. We'll have our sound check and whatever else we decide to talk about. Uh, but first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOP and underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche on Instagram questions, comments, concerns, opinions, locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube and uh, hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. So your thoughts on the game, Kyle, like I said, three to two in favor of Washington uh, they came to play. I don't want to say they're playing for more than what the Avs have, maybe for seeding for them, uh, where the Avalanche have the West in hand. And really all that's left is what president's trophy um, and points for franchise points, still stuff you want to play for. And the Avs fought. It's not like they just rolled over and died, but physical game. What are your takeaways from it? Yeah. It's clearly two different teams with two different motivations. Like, the Avalanche are playing with lines and chasing records and, you know, putting the last little finishing touches on the season. Washington is playing for seeding. Like, yeah. they want, like, we had a Capitals fan of the Twitter space. They want to play the Rangers. Like, they, like, it's they honestly, really? <clears throat> like, it's your, it's the seeding. You don't want to, they honestly don't believe in a deep push in the season and in the playoffs. So you're really just trying to soften the blow, like have a fighting chance. I get it. I understand it. But you want to see a better effort like out of the avalanche. And it's mm-hmm. hard when you're being forced out of your game. And the Capitals came in and made the avalanche just completely play out of their element. And it shows it's one of those games the avalanche didn't come back, didn't, mm-hmm. you know, seal the deal. But I mean, it's, it's hockey. It happens. So, yeah, they played a good game. It's not like they got, you know, blown out of their own arena. Uh, they, 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 some, some just mistakes, some yep. really bad mistakes. A lot, you know, Jack Johnson seems to be the whipping boy for this game. Um, he did uh, the first one was, was completely his, his fault, a, a bad turnover. And who scored that for uh, Hathaway? And it was a, a good shot by Hathaway. Uh, and then there was one, the, the one, the third one that, wa- that Washington got, um, who was that? Uh, Marcus Johansson. So, and a lot of people are on Johnson for that one. I, I'm not solely going to blame him for that. It was kind of an errant pass. It didn't 
it didn't hit the initial target is what it looked like because it kind of yeah. didn't have a lot of juice on it. So and I think it was it was intended for somebody else and it completely missed that person. But it went to Logan O'Connor. Logan O'Connor yeah. should have done more with that puck than he did. It's not solely on on Jack Johnson, but at that point in the game, Johnson was having a, a rough game. And when that happened and he was included on it, everybody's just like, you know, what the heck is the matter with Johnson? But I'm not going to put the, that solely on him. That was a bad turnover. I've struggled like the, the beginning of this game. Uh, was was very physical. First period was yeah. very very physical. Avs took a little bit to get going when Tom Wilson got leveled by your boy McDermott. Uh, that kind of got the Avs going a little bit in the first. And the way they ended the first on a good note, you had Valnachuskin scoring another one, tying it up. And then in the the second was completely different. The second was not like the first. It was more the teams were just playing the game. Instead yeah. of worrying about who's fighting who, who's knocking who out, they, they just played hockey. And it was a bunch – I liked – it was a little bit, you know, off. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't like uh, everybody was on point with their passes and everything like that. But it was just more hockey, like more hockey-related game. And then yeah. in the third, it was more of that. And you got the uh, – you had the uh, Arturi Lekkanen uh, goal, which was not overturned, which I agree with that not being overturned. And and then you know the Johansson gold, you know, for for a three to two Washington. And it's just like you said, you're gonna have these games. The Avs haven't had many of them, and when they tied it at two, I think we were all like, "Here we go again. We're gonna wrap this one up, maybe in overtime." And it didn't happen. And you know that that's gonna happen. Yeah, and I could see, I could see why people are getting on Jack Johnson mm-hmm. for the turnovers. But this is honestly something that's been happening throughout the course of the season. And honestly, I've mentioned it before tonight, but it's something that needs to be said. Like, these are the things that we've forgiven up until this point because we just hung a touchdown on Carolina. Like, we've we've been our nine games in a row. The Avalanche have strung together nine games in a row commandingly. Like, really good games where you felt very confident what the Avalanche are doing. And when you win that way, and you're scoring that way, and you're beating the teams of the caliber you are that way, you forgive a lot. Mm. And when the offense isn't there, when everything seems out of sorts, any mistake, you put a magnifying glass on and say, that's it right there. Uh, The first period and the third period, nothing was getting called when it came to penalties. The second period, everything was made up. They were calling like Kale McCarr got yeah, man. called right. for just standing there. And yeah. there were so many inter- interference and tripping and hooking that wasn't called. And it was made up in the second. And then of course there's going to be fans that say, well, if we didn't get this called, or if they called this, we just had seven goals against Carolina, the upper echelon of the East. Like if you're putting out that same kind of like performance against Washington, you wouldn't have this conversation. Like it's, yeah. it's not part of the equation. You can't focus on if they did this, if they did this, if they did this, Washington came in and made it to where we couldn't do anything we wanted to do. They and made we it were tough. playing catch up. They, they did. made it really, really tough. As didn't have a lot of good looks. Um, they were keeping them outside the dots on, on a lot of the rushes. Um, they were, they were clogging up the, the neutral zone. They were clogging up in front of the net was where the avalanche love to, to, you know, play their game in front of the net. It was, they had a good game plan. They had a good game plan, and they didn't divert from it 
when the Avs tied it up late. You would think like, all right, they're going to press to try to get that goal. And, and they got the goal. But mm-hmm. and, and then when they got the, the goal to, to make it three to two, they went right back to their game plan. Like they I give Washington a lot of credit. I always give the Avalanche credit because they played a hard, a hard fought game. But um, I was impressed with how, how Washington played. And when you mentioned like the uh, Washington game plan, this is something the Avalanche, it's a, if you want to take a positive out of this game, this is something that the Avalanche need to learn because how do you get a good game plan? That's usually about your third or fourth game in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. Like let's say everything happens like it ends today. We play Dallas. You're going to get the advantage in maybe game one or two. Then they're going to have you figured out by game three and four. And then they're going to come in and make you play uncomfortable. And they're going to take you out of your element. They're going to know exactly how to play you because they played you the night before and the night before that. Mm -hmm. So figuring out how to rebound against Seattle when we play them for hopefully the points record to tie it. That's what you need to learn in this. And you need to look at yourself at how you're playing the game and how you can adjust in these moments. We have touted Bednar for making moves and adjustments in games before. You didn't see a lot of that in this game. Like it was pretty much the same all the way through. And it was just bend and who's going to break first. And in this yeah. game it was the avalanche. Uh, good point. And we'll, we'll get to that. Who, who was there and who was not there for the avalanche, not as an excuse thing, just, you know, you have to take that into consideration too. Uh, but first let's hear from bet online, betonline.net. It's your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, which are underway right now. And the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sport, sporting wagering information uh, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. It's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. Uh, Peter Baugh just put something up here. <clears throat> um, where did it go? Because, uh, oh, Jared Bednar said the. Johansson goal, uh, the go-ahead goal for the Capitals came down to Logan O'Connor not getting the puck out of the zone when he got it in front of the blue line. So that's, you know, he's listening to the show as he's doing his press conference because he just basically said, Thank you, Bednar. I do. And I, and I think, you know, it's, it's kind of unfair to just pile on Jack Johnson when, you know, something happens. Like it wasn't that second one wasn't completely his fault. First one. Yeah. Bad turnover. Uh, second one, not so much. Um, yeah, so the Avs are in a position to rest some guys, and that's exactly what they did. You did not have Devon Taves in this game. You didn't have Eric Johnson in this game. You didn't have Cagliano in this game. Uh, am I missing anybody? I mean, outside of Landis Gog and Kadri, obviously. And Murray. But, but- and Murray, who's injured, yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're, you didn't have some of your, your aces here, but – you know, I can't we can't go back on things that we were saying, you know, a couple of days ago. It's like where oh, you have injured guy and it's next man up and you feel comfortable. I still felt like the Avalanche could win this game even without, you know, Taves and Johnson and, and Cagliano. That I mean, you always I mean, Taves and, and Makar make up one of the best tandems in the league. You don't have that. Yeah. You're going to feel it a little bit. But having said that, I thought Makar played a phenomenal game. Um, he, you know, I thought. 
the guys who played well were, you know, your, your stars played well. Nathan McKinnon had that look in the first when things were getting chippy. He yeah. had that look of, I am going to take this game over. And he did for a little bit and he did kind of at the end too, but he just didn't really have anything to show for it. I don't think he even had an assist last night. Did he? Uh, nothing. No, he didn't. No. Only two shots on goal. I mean, you look at that line and you're like, where the heck's Nathan McKinnon? But that's why you have to watch the game because he was, he was everywhere. Yeah. And you can't sit here and nitpick the lineup that was put out there. You can't say, well, we scratched the wrong Johnson, whatever. Yeah. You can't say like, if <laughs> like, you can't. By the way, I just want to let it be known that you said uh, you. you <clears throat> yes, go 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 back fifteen seconds. Going to hear what Kyle. But it like you. It's all over. You can't say. Well, if we put in insert player name here. Yeah. Like Bednar's put not putting this lineup together in efforts to lose. Like he felt like that was the best lineup to go on the ice that night. And honestly, on paper, it should have been. And you just read off Nathan McKinnon's stat line. Tell me a game that you were going to win with that kind of stat line from Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, like not really gonna. It's yeah. you can't you can't just sit there and say, well, he didn't step up, and if we put Eric Johnson in there, we probably would have had a chance. No. no, the lineup we had out there, you're not getting like your goals tonight was it was Nuke and Lekkinen. Yeah, nothing from your top line. JT Comfer, we were talking about how great he looked the other night. Wasn't there. Abe Kubel wasn't there. Berkey, not there. Ben Myers, that was nice, but <laughs> not there. Yeah. But there's there's a whole team that could have stepped up and should have stepped up, and they didn't. Yeah, I mean, like all those guys <clears throat> that, I, that I mentioned that weren't there, okay, fine. Like you said, you still have Nachuskin. You still have McKinnon. You still have Rantanen. You still have Makar. You still have Byram. You know what I mean? You can go down the list of the guys that you still have playing. And I, and I, and, I, and it showed that they were still in this game. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah, they, they lost it, but of all those guys that you still don't have uh, and that, that right there, I think is the best that you're going to get from Washington. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't think they can play you any better than that. No. And with all those guys that you are out, you know, you lose three to two and you just, clear up a couple mistakes and maybe it's a different outcome. I mean, I'm not, if Washington goes on a run and and makes, you know, the Stanley Cup final for whatever reason, because that's the next time we would see them. uh, I'm feeling mighty good. If we have a hundred percent healthy team, five game series. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think you're right. I don't, I don't think Washington can really hang with the avalanche over the course of a seven game series. If the avalanche are healthy and that's an if. So and they got to get through the east as well to get to they that do. point. And we got to get through and, the west five game series. And yeah, and they will be <laughs> they, the, the Capitals would be have have been beaten up if they make the, the cup final. But um, you know, beating up on Jack Johnson, okay, that's gonna be a thing. Beating up on the refs is going to be another thing. And you you touched on it in the first segment, but it was it you know, when you're saying it's just one of those games, and it's just a hockey game when we're talking about the two teams. Sometimes the refs come into play too, and they did for this game. I don't know what would have happened. You have no idea what would have happened if, if the, the couple penalties were called or not called. I mean, the one they called on, on Kale McCarr that you, you alluded to was atrocious. It was absolutely horrific. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you're looking. I don't know how you can 
look at that and call it a penalty. And then two blatant tripping calls against the avalanche that were not hidden plays. They were not, they were, they were right out in the open. One was directly in front of the avalanche net. And the other was right right on the blue line going into the avalanche offensive zone. And that was at the end of the game that who knows what would happen with the Kale McCarr one, but that second one, I think it was on Byram who got tripped right at the blue line. That was when they were pulling the goalie. You could have had that's that makes a difference. That play makes a difference. That non-call makes a big difference. Yeah. The refs had a, had a rough go of it last night. And they left it to where the Avalanche and the Capitals can play it out. They swallow the whistles in the first and play it out. That's fine. Go at it. Second period, both teams took that a little for granted and started playing a little too, like, too on edge. Mm-hmm. And the rest were forced to call something. And we had some Capitals fans in our Twitter space, and they said, I would choose to decline a penalty because our power play is so bad. And guess what? The Avalanche uh, were worse. The Capitals oh, for three power, on the power play Oh, yes. They, they, I mean, they, they said they um, really do not like being on the power play because they're really not good at converting. Yeah, but you have one of the best power play forwards in history <laughs> on your team. So but I would everyone take a power in play. the league knows that, and they've known that for years. So when yeah, you but, know that's exactly how your power play is going to look, like this is coming from them. This is not. An I hear you. Is, I hear you. They said if there was an option, like in football, to decline a penalty and just continue on five on five, they would take it. Really, but they also walked away one for two on the power play. None other than Ovi would exactly. be the one scoring it. Right. But and for how our power plays look so good up until this point, we get three, and there was one that it looked our we couldn't get into the zone. It Mm-mm. looked so bad on that last one. Yeah, that those are the three goal opportunities, three man advantage opportunities that the Avalanche couldn't convert on. One would tie the game, send it to overtime. You get a point. Yeah, I don't know the the, the call on on McCarr, and then you would think like, all right, you know, you, you'll get a makeup call for it, and and the makeup call was a a tripping call on Nico Sturm uh, to Alex Ovechkin. Which even that was a little bit iffy. I mean, that's one of those things you just just, just let them go. Like yeah. they obviously got tangled up. There was no one guy intentionally tripping the other, and I know it doesn't really matter if it's intentional or not. But it wasn't like they both fell down. Yep. And if you ask me, as great as Alex Ovechkin is, he knows how to act. And that was a n- little bit of a flop job that he did. Uh, when he got tangled up with with Nico Sturm, I'm sorry, and, and, and I I just I don't like when anybody does that. And it's the biggest reason why I can't stand soccer. Uh, but <laughs> but when your superstars do it, it really rubs me the wrong way. And I'm not making to say he, he was looking. It was it was on the level of something like soccer related, but he gave it a little bit extra flop uh, yeah. to get the call. And he's Alex Ovechkin. He's gonna get that call. Yeah. I get all the time. So, uh, yeah, you, go ahead. you really hate to see like one of the probably one of the greatest to ever do it have to resort to do that right. against the you abs. Need to do it right. No, right. Um, all right. So, we'll let's hear from Rock Auto, then we'll get to our uh sound check and then talk about 
Mr. Kale Car setting a franchise record. Uh, but Rock Auto, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure, endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to Rock Auto at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Uh, Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. Use the promo code. It's not even promo code. It's just right locked on in there. How did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, sound check time. Songs that we feel best summarize all of the action against the Washington Capitals. Haven't done a losing one in a little while. Haven't done a losing one in nine games, to be exact. Ten games, to be exact. So uh, it's the first losing sound check in a little while. What's the song that best summarizes the action for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom? Rob Zombie. Okay. One of my favorites. More human than human. Ooh, not a big Rob Zombie fan, but that that one's okay. All right. Like, what better way to bring us back down to earth than coming in and honestly humbling the avalanche? More human than human. We thought we were superstars and, like, putting us up there with the 01 avalanche. Mm -hmm. It's good to humble us a little bit. Okay. I like that one. That one makes a, a lot of sense. Because, uh, I mean, you didn't, did you really think the Az were really going to win out? You know what I mean? Like, there's probably a loss mixed in there somewhere. You didn't want it when, to be at home, but you're right. To, to do this right before the playoffs, you know, brings you down a little bit. And that's not such a bad thing. I like Yeah, we were having so much fun stringing all these games together, saying we really don't have to do this. And the Avalanche continue to do it. And then Washington's kind of like reminds you, hey, it really doesn't matter. It's just the playoffs. That's all we're really yeah. going for right now. Right. Uh, for me, like, you know, you just you don't like to lose. So even though the Avs don't do it often this season anyway, and you had a nine game winning streak going, you wanted to get to a 10 game winning streak and tie that franchise record for points. And then you're, you're on home ice. You want to win on home ice. Like everything was just, and like you said, like you're, you're getting really used to how this team is playing. You're getting really comfortable with wins and W's and points and everything. And then it just comes like, you know, kind of crashing down. And my reaction is like rats. And that's my song is rats by the band ghost. Hey. Um, so, and it's just like, I'm not like mad about it. You know, you're going to lose. You're on a nice run. If it was, you know, different circumstances and you're like fighting to get into the playoffs, I'd have a much more like angrier, like aggressive song. Uh, but yeah, just, just losing one. You just, that, that's your mindset. You're just like, ah, darn it. Ah, rats. <laughs> Wish I won that one. If this was the Carolina game, we'd be excusing it all day long saying, look at what we did against Carolina. Like against Washington, you're like, oh, come on. We could have done better. Right, right. Exactly. So uh, so there they are. Two good ones to add to the playlist. Go to Spotify, search for LOP and Soundcheck and follow along. Every time we do these, they get added 
Um, I'm thinking in the off season, we still do it somehow. We'll probably do it for like the draft yeah. kind of like per draft pick. And we'll do it maybe like for free agency and because uh, you got to keep the playlist going somehow. So I'm done um, with that. All right. Kale McCarr does get an assist. And for him, that sets the record for franchise record uh, for demon. And, you know, we always have to kind of say, which franchise if it's just for the avalanche or if it's for the avalanche and the nordiques this is for avalanche and nordiques most points by a defenseman ever in franchise history uh i think he's going to just keep breaking his own record for the the years that come and uh i have every reason to believe that one of these seasons probably soon he'll hit the 100 point mark and that is going to be a very difficult record for a defenseman to break. Yeah, I you love to see it for a guy named Kale McCarr. Everything he's mm-hmm. done since his first game, and you know it's going to continue. Um, something I mentioned was every record that Kale McCarr shatters, you know his number is going to be in the rafters one day at Ball Arena. You know Santos Lynch is just very upset that his numbers. You think so? Being, oh, like Sandus used to wear eight. Like it's going to be. Oh, Kale. you mean his number number? Okay, I thought you meant like the the, the points. Yes. Okay. It, yeah, yeah. Kale's getting his that number is being hung in the rafters, and it's going to be Makar eight hanging up there. Yeah. <laughs> Sandus Ozelinch is like, well, everything that Kale Makar is doing, he's like, he's he's having fun with my number. Right. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, I, I say it's going to be very difficult for someone to beat that because it's been 30 plus years <laughs> yeah. for someone to be more than that um, for, for a car to get to it. But it's almost like, you know, it, will, will that last a long time? You know, McCarr will probably beat his own record. <clears throat> like I said, I think he's going to get to a hundred, but the way the game is going like that, it, like, you know, with, with, with Seth Curry in, yep or Steph Curry, Seth, his dad, uh, Steph Curry went in the three point barrage thing that he brought into the NBA. That's the way the game is played now. So there's a kid, the 12 year old kid somewhere, probably that is the next Steph Curry that could come into the league and, and break his record earlier than we thought. Move that over into hockey world. And like, yeah, offensive defensemen are way more of a thing now than they ever have been. So I, I guess I can't sit here and say like, yeah, it's going it, to, it will be tough. It will be tough for someone yeah. to, to beat that record. Uh, but you have more of this style of play and for the foreseeable future, you're going to have more young kids coming up playing that style. Why? Because they're watching guys like Kale McCarr and they want to play that way and they're going to resemble him and they're going to, you know, format their game after him. And you might see these records be broken earlier than we would think. Yeah, easily, especially when you see what the next wave looks like. Manny Berniers. Yeah. He's three for three in his game. And then you got Connor Bedard. He's not even in the league and he's posting numbers better than McDavid ever had. Like the next wave is Owen Power, Zegers. Like, yeah. You, it's, it's the talent is just getting better and better because it's watching the next step ahead. And Kale McCarr is, like shattering we call him positionless player now he's just inspiring a whole new group of positionless players so it might not be too long before kale bakar's broke 
uh, records are broken, but it's going to be a while before somebody does an avalanche splitter. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Because you got to get the right guy to play that style. Mm-hmm. And bring, I mean, you don't need you don't need that kind of player for the next 15 years because you got him. <laughs> yep. It, hopefully, if they sign him again, which you know, let's hope that they do that. That's mm-hmm. way forward thinking. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 exciting to to see kind of like defensemen having much more of an offensive uh role with their teams so um all right abs with one day off yes we play on wednesday and then they go up against uh seattle haven't seen seattle in a in a little while so they're going into seattle to face uh mr jonas donskoy and mr philip grubauer so Mm. um matty verniers is up there isn't he he is yeah yeah he's i think he's still he's I mean, why would you not put him in there? Throw the kid in. Bring there. it up. Ben so, Myers, Maddie Beneers. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of, you know, a good, should be a good rebound game for the abs. You know, you yeah. don't want to let down. And like you said, like you're, you're fighting for that 118 points. So go get the 118 and then you're playing Friday in Edmonton again. And that would be nice to get the record for franchise points against Edmonton in Edmonton. So, uh, but we will be well. I don't want to spoil the beans on it yet. I'll I'll wait on it of a crossover that we're going to do probably next week. So hold tight for that. Uh, but for now, that's going to wrap it up, everybody. So the Avalanche, uh, yeah, get the lost everything. Get the lost. Everything is obviously okay, and let's have a nice rebound game against the Kraken. But Kyle and I will be back tomorrow, and I don't know. We'll come up with some fun things to to discuss on the day off, like we normally do. So. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Uh, go listen to Locked On NHL for your second listen of the day. Get caught up on that things going on around the league. It is crunch time. So, oh, you know what I wanted to check is what are the Vegas Golden Knights doing right now? As we are recording, uh, they are they lost three to two to the New Jersey Devils. Get out of here, Vegas. And we're going to get out of here, dude. Love it. Thumbs up all around. I don't know. I, I just I love it. I love it. We lost fine, but Vegas lost too. So we can at least sleep a little bit well tonight. Let's go, Devils. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go Devils. Go Abs, go!